Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Preparedness Breakdown Podcast, a no-nonsense approach to everything preparedness. My name is Terry, and I am your host here on The Breakdown. For those of you who don't know me, I have a background in the fire service where I have worked as a professional career firefighter and paramedic. I have also served a couple years in the military, and I have spent the better part of the last 25 to 30 years learning and prepping in some form or another. I currently own a preparedness supply company and serve as an instructor in many disciplines, including firearms and medical training. So with that covered, let's get started with today's episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. All right, all right, here we go. Today is Saturday, January 8, 2022, and this is Episode 2 Alpha, Having the Right Mindset. In Episode 1 Alpha, The Journey, I talked about the four most important concepts that you needed to know to be successful in giving yourself, your family, and loved ones the best chance of being well-prepared. The first and most important item on that list was that it is all about the mindset. So today, we are going to delve a little bit deeper into that concept, and we will attempt to educate you on why having the right mindset is absolutely crucial to your being well-prepared. But if I didn't have the right mindset, I wouldn't be prepping or even listening to this podcast, right? Just because you are preparing and trying to learn does not mean that you have the right mindset. It is a great start, but in order to have the right mindset, there are a ton of things that need to be taken into consideration. In the world we live in, things are crazy just in the day-to-day hustle and bustle, and it seems that they are continuing to spiral downward. Some folks go about their day just trying to make it through, from work to school to kids' after-school events, grocery shopping, dinner, sleep. What's that? I know, right? And just the routine of life. It makes it difficult for them to concentrate on prepping, acquiring supplies, and training. On the other side of the coin, some people, especially those who may be retired, have all day to spend on nothing but preparing. Sometimes so much so that people can become obsessed with prepping and take it to the point that they eat, sleep, and drink prepping, and it becomes their number one and only priority. Neither of these scenarios is good for having a good mindset. In the first, there is not nearly enough time or energy invested into it, and in the latter, there's probably too much. Like I said in episode one, the key to having the right mindset is balance. I have said this before, and I will say it a thousand more times. People invest their time, money, energy, and effort into things that are important to them. If prepping is important to you, you will invest these things. But prepping is not the end-all and be-all to life. People that have a good mindset have it because they are working toward a specific goal. I'm not talking about a goal to have specific preps or a certain level of prepping stature. I am talking about the reason why people prep to begin with. Preservation of life, your life, and the lives of the ones you love. Self-sufficiency, the ability to provide for you and yours without relying on others nor the government to provide the necessities for you. When I say you and yours, this includes your tribe or team if you have one. 
Having the right mindset means that you need to take those folks, your family, friends, and tribe or team into account when you look at your preparedness efforts. Does this mean making sure that there is room for them in your prepping plan? Absolutely. It also means that you cannot disregard their thoughts or feelings when it comes to your level of preparedness and theirs. Episode one was all about the journey. And we said that everyone is at a different place in their journey. This is true. Regardless of how you feel about preparedness, those around you may not feel the same way. And if you have the right mindset, you will take this into account. This again comes back to balance. In the first example, we look at a situation where there is too little time for preparedness. Why is there too little time? Is it because you are just super busy? Is it because your significant other does not feel it is important? Man, that one can be tricky. I know. You can really easily push someone away from you if you put too much effort into prepping when they don't see the need for it at all. To them, it just looks like a bunch of wasted time and money for something they don't understand or could care less about. I have made that mistake, not caring about their thoughts or perspective on the matter and pushing through whatever prepping things I thought were necessary and prudent. Why did I do that? Because in my stubborn mind, I felt, one, I was right, and two, I needed to protect them even if they couldn't see the value in it or they didn't understand my need to provide for and protect them. Well, looking back on that, I was wrong. I have come to realize that what is important in life is the living of life. What good does it do you to prepare for the next disaster if you miss the journey along the way? This brings us back to balance. Does that mean you cannot prep aggressively? No, you can. You just need to do it in a way that helps them understand the reasoning behind it. It is much, much, much better for them to come along for the ride willingly, wanting to participate, than for you to force the issue and force it upon them come hell or high water. This is true with teenagers and young adults also. Trying to get your teenager to do anything is a chore in and of itself. Until, that is, they see the true value of it and how it relates to them personally. What does this look like from a practical perspective? It means that you may need to compromise more often than not. You may need to sacrifice some of your prepping budget, your time investment, and your energy, foregoing what you know to be more important and sacrificing it to engage in the things that are important to them. If you do that, you should find them to be more receptive to understanding of why you feel prepping is an important thing to do. This may not always work, but I am willing to guess that it will a majority of the time. Once they come on board, then your prepping efforts will be much more fruitful and more enjoyable. In the second scenario, we look at those who have too much invested in prepping and have become obsessed with it. This is also not the right mindset to have. This, like the first, can make you miss life. I have seen too many times when that is all a person was concerned about is prepping, prepping, prepping. Live, eat, breathe, sleep, dream prepping, and repeat. For the person that makes it an obsession, this can become its own addiction. This is not healthy for you or the people around you. If you miss the forest for the trees, what have you gained? Again, we come back to balance. And there are two other scenarios we haven't touched yet. Number three is the guy or gal that is a single person on their own 
doing their own thing. I can prep all I want, no one to answer to, no one to complain about how much I am spending or how much effort and time I am putting in. And number four, four is the couple and or family that preps together. Maybe they are working toward a common goal, see a lot of things eye to eye, and have a mutually agreed upon plan concerning their time, money, energy, and effort that goes into prepping. For number three, the single person, if that is your mindset to remain that way and never have people to prepare or survive with you, I would seriously reconsider your thought process. We will talk about this lone wolf theory more when we get to the episode about having a team or a tribe. But for now, I would say that having this mindset can be catastrophic to your end goal of survival. For number four, the couple or family that preps together, congratulations, you are well on your way to having the right mindset. Be cautious though, having the thought of you having everything figured out leads to complacency, and that can really quickly come back to bite you in the hiney. The other thing this couple or family needs to consider, if they haven't already, is other folks that will possibly join them or would become part of their team or tribe. So what does having the right mindset look like? We already talked about balance, but what does balance really look like? From my perspective, it looks like being able to gradually increase your level of preparedness while still being able to live a full life with all that that entails. It looks like being able to pay your bills and not causing yourself to go into a huge amount of debt to become better prepared. It looks like bringing your family and friends into the fold to a point where they are prepping with you and not fighting you while you do it. It looks like helping others to understand the importance of preparing and why they should be thinking and engaging in the practice. Caveat, this is them truly understanding and not you trying to force your beliefs onto them. It looks like having a plan, and a backup plan, and a backup to the backup. Your prepping should be logical, organized, and it looks a lot like normal life, and being normal in the eyes of those who see you. Now, I can already see your head spinning like a top, getting hotter, and you feeling like you're going to turn green and blow a gasket like the Incredible Hulk over what I just said. So please, allow me to clarify. I get it. I really don't give a, insert expletive, what anybody else thinks of me. I don't care if they think I'm normal or not. They can mind their own business. Yeah, I've said these things too, and I still do, to myself and to my friends. But this is why you should look at that from another perspective. You should care if people see you as normal. I mean, look, all of us preppers are a bit on the weird side, agreed? But them seeing us as normal is a good thing. It goes to the whole gray man concept. If they see you as this weird person or family, their guard will be up. And you will be the one they are pointing the fingers at when things go to hell in a handbasket. But if they see you as normal... You can continue to be all the crazy that you are and nobody is none the wiser. Gray man concept. Blend in, appear normal, and then what you do behind closed doors? Well, that is all part of operational security. Keep your preps to yourself. And now, a word from our sponsor. The Preparedness Breakdown is sponsored by Iowa Preparedness Supply. Iowa Preparedness Supply provides emergency preparedness supplies, products, items, and training to individuals, families, and groups of all sizes. 
Any natural or man-made disaster can be difficult to navigate. However, those who plan ahead of time and are prepared have a greater chance overcoming the challenges associated with a long or short-term disaster. Plainly put, failing to plan is planning to fail. That is why Iowa Preparedness Supply wants to get the supplies, equipment, and training you need into your hands at a reasonable cost. We offer items like solar-powered flashlights, fire starters, emergency medical supplies, essential oils, ballistic armor, smoke grenades, less-than-lethal rubber ball and pepper ball guns, water filters, gas masks, and firearm laser training products, just to name a few. We also offer group training in the areas of communications, security, emergency medical, preparedness, group and team dynamics, and firearms training. You can reach us by visiting our website at www.iowapreparednesssupply.com, by phone at 712-600-4509, or by sending us an email at info at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Okay, so let's get back to our discussion. Another aspect of having the right mindset involves truly understanding what you are preparing for and why. I briefly touched on this in Episode 1 Alpha, but I think it deserves a little more attention. In Episode 1, I was pretty animated about my thoughts on preparing for certain things. The point I made then and the point I am making now is one and the same. Having the right mindset involves preparing for everything and not preparing for any one specific thing. For anyone who has watched the National Geographic series Doomsday Preppers, you will know that the show outlines three to four preppers for each episode and films their prepping and covers why they are preparing. Then the experts evaluate their prepping, tell them where they need to improve, And then the show gives a short evaluation and gives a percentage of how likely what they are preparing for is going to occur. Now, a lot of the preppers they feature in the show are way off the reservation, in my opinion. They represent the extreme edge of where most preppers are at. Most preppers are normal folks like you and I that prep in moderation and within their means. While these preppers on the show are extreme, there are things you can learn from them. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I have done is watch these episodes multiple times with a notepad in hand, and I try to find at least one positive thing that I can take from each episode. Usually, I end up taking more than one positive thing from each episode and from each prepper that they feature. Sometimes the thing you take is what not to do. Now... Not all of the preppers that they feature on the show are on the crazy side of the spectrum. A couple of them are seriously legit and have their ducks in a row. Not many, but a couple. When we look at the others, most of them have committed to pigeonholing themselves into preparing for one specific thing or another. Like they're preparing for the supervolcano at Yellowstone to erupt or an EMP, electromagnetic pulse for those unfamiliar with the acronym. While both of these things are plausible, the likelihood of them happening is questionable at best, at least in our lifetime. These folks, who have taken specific measures to prepare exclusively for that particular disaster, are setting themselves up for failure should another type of disaster present itself. It is not the right mindset to have. 
They and you should be setting yourself up for anything and everything that could possibly arise. That is a lot easier said than done, right? It is literally impossible to prepare for every possible emergency and nuance or variation of an emergency that can arise. But I am talking in general terms here. You can prepare for everything without preparing for anything specific. Regardless of what type of emergency occurs, you will find that the major components of that emergency are going to result in you needing to do the same things from a preparedness perspective. Whether you have an earthquake out in the west, a tornado in the midwest, a hurricane in the southeast, a massive winter storm in the northeast, a collapse of the financial system, or political civil unrest, the result is still the same. People may be without power, food, the supply lines get shut down, and things start circling the drain very quickly. My point is this. You can prepare for everything by addressing those basic things you know will take place regardless of which of the many types of disasters will rear its ugly head. Start by preparing for number one, your security, followed closely by securing food, water, and the plethora of other things you will need to be ready for any of these short or long-term incidents. When you start thinking about preparing for everything instead of something specific, then you will be on the path to having the right mindset. Here are four tips that will help you achieve having the right mindset. Number one, have a plan. And a backup plan, and a backup to the backup. Don't prepare sporadically. The military uses the acronym PACE, P-A-C-E, and it stands for Primary, Alternate, Contingency, and Emergency. This multi-level planning process should be present in every aspect of your preparedness plan. Example, for water, what is your primary source for water? If you can't get water from your primary source, what is your alternate source? If your alternate source falls apart, do you have a contingency plan to acquire or filter water? And if everything goes to crap and all of those first three methods fail, what is your last ditch emergency plan to secure water? Now, take this example and apply it to every other piece of the puzzle involved in your preps. Number two, evaluate your situation. Be very critical of what potential gaps lie between where you are and where you want to be. If you cannot be honest with yourself about where you truly are from a preparedness viewpoint, then you are just doing yourself a disservice. Number three, think logically and act with specific intent and purpose in everything you do. Some people act on emotion, both in life and in their preps. Oh, I will get this because I feel like it, or I don't feel like doing that today, or I think this is what I should get. People act with no rhyme or reason to what they do when it comes to preparing and many other areas of their life. Kind of like having a budget. If you plan things out systematically and logically, you will accomplish more in a shorter time and be more effective and efficient in obtaining your prepping goals. Prepping is no area where you want to be wishy-washy or do things with a laissez-faire attitude. Remember the line from the movie A League of Their Own where the coach says, there's no crying in baseball? Well, there's no room for feelings in prepping. Making emotional decisions when it comes to prepping 
will lead you to the path of failure, and that is the opposite of having the right mindset. Number four, logistics are key. If you want to elevate your prepping game and get on track with having the right mindset, you need to start looking at your prepping from the 30,000 foot view. Get the bigger picture as to how everything works together. If you focus on the details and specifics of what's immediately in front of you, you will miss the larger picture. Attention to detail is super important and part of what I learned in the military. You have to pay attention to detail. But if you get focused on the details, you will be thinking too narrowly. You can look at the details. You can think and talk about tasks, tactics, and strategy, but you will not have the right mindset until you start focusing on logistics. Strategy is your plan. Tactics are all the things you do to make the plan actually work. But logistics? Logistics are how all the pieces fit together. How your strategy, tactics, and tasks fit in with everything else. Think about a puzzle. If you have all the pieces in front of you, your strategy is to put the puzzle together. Tactics are how you go about doing that, like starting with the corners and edges. And the tasks are actually connecting the pieces to one another. Once you start seeing the puzzle take shape, you can step back and see what it's going to look like. Well, now you are seeing the bigger picture. You are seeing how all the pieces fit together. You are seeing the logistics of it all. Now, you need to try to see that bigger picture from the get-go, imagining how all the pieces of the puzzle will fit together once the strategy, tactics, and tasks have been put into place. If you can do that, then you are talking about logistics, and that is a component of having the right mindset. So today, we covered a lot of information about having the right mindset. I hope you were able to gain insight and can take what you have heard today and apply it to your own situation. For those of you listening that are in Southwest Iowa or the surrounding areas, and you are interested in meeting us, Iowa Preparedness Supply will be setting up a booth at the gun show next weekend in Council Bluffs, Iowa at the Mid-America Center, January 14, 15, and 16. Come out and say hello. Try out our firearms laser simulator on our big screen, or take a gander at the many preparedness products we have available to help you elevate your prepping game. And I believe that will wrap it up for episode two alpha, having the right mindset. If you liked this podcast, I would encourage you to like and follow us. You can help us keep this podcast going by making a donation on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website or by joining the P38 Club on our Patreon site. Subscribers will have access to exclusive content and specials when they become available and will receive a monthly discount equal to your subscription amount for purchases on the Iowa Preparedness Supply website. That gives you the opportunity to get back your subscription fees while still enjoying exclusive content and access. You can find us on Facebook, Bullhorn, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Player FM, Listen Notes, and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can visit our website, thepreparednessbreakdown.com, and hear us via the embedded player at iowapreparednesssupply.com. Tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your neighbors about this new podcast dedicated to preparedness. You can also reach out to us by sending an email to info at thepreparednessbreakdown.com. You can find links to our websites, Patreon, 
contact information, and other show information in the show notes listed below in the episode description. And that will do it for this episode of the Preparedness Breakdown. Until next time, stay vigilant, keep learning, and keep preparing. Yeah.